Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, so unless you didn't catch that uh, quote from the beginning of the movie, uh, from the beginning of the show, every episode we open with a quote from the movie we're talking about. Uh, that quote comes from directly from the script of Drive, the movie we're talking about today. Uh, and the line is, uh, Ryan Gosling says nothing for... 90 minutes. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so we're talking about Drive, and this is... I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one, because I honestly don't have that much to say about it. Um, well, first off, happy Friday, everyone. Hope everyone's doing all right out there. And, uh... I don't know, man. Like, I'm getting... Ex- uh, so, I watch... Uh, I, I get my TV through YouTube TV. Um, and... Last week sometime, we got this message from them saying, just like, hey, like we just added a bunch of channels to your subscription. It costs a little more, but we're just giving it to you. And you already opted into it, so whatever. So now I get like all these new channels that I never had before. And like I didn't have Comedy Central before, so it's like now I'm actually, like I've been watching uh, some more stand-up stuff and, uh, you know, just whatever. It's, it's great to just like have access to that again. I didn't really realize how much I watch, like I actually watch stand-up uh, until... I didn't really have access to it anymore. I've been doing it for, let's say, well, I started about, it would have been a year and a half ago now, but the last, like, half of that's been cut off by a disease. But the good news is they started to find a vaccine. Some tests went well this week, so that's great. Uh, Anyway, because I'm talking about real-world issues, that's how you know that I don't really have much to say about the movie we're talking about today. Uh, So we're talking about Drive with Ryan Gosling. Uh, it is a 2011 film from director Nicholas Winding Refn? Rain? Ren? Not really sure how you say his last name. R-E-F-N. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you've never seen the movie before, uh, Ryan Gosling uh, plays an unnamed character. Uh, basically, he's just referred to as the driver. Uh, and so, I, I don't know, I always thought that was kind of cool, but... Uh, yeah, he plays the driver, and the driver, um, he gets this new neighbor, uh, played by Carrie Mulligan, and he's, uh, the driver's like a, he's a stuntman, but he also, like, works in, like, the underground crime syndicate as, like, a getaway driver and stuff like that, and, uh, he gets this new neighbor, and he falls in love with said neighbor, but, uh, her ex-husband, or her husband, who gets home from prison, comes back in, and he gets them all into sorts of shit, and it's just a pretty shitty mob movie after that, to be honest with you. Um, So, the thing about this movie, it looks absolutely amazing. The cinematography, uh, the editing, the uh, the color palette's really cool for some reason. uh, Everything, it's like an 80s movie that was, like, made today. If that makes sense, like uh, it's kind of got like the my like Miami Vice vibes about it, even though it takes place in Los Angeles. Uh, the soundtrack's really cool. A lot of like synthesized music, like uh, it, it's like modern music. I, I'd have to uh, actually look this up. I probably should have, but it, like there's a lot of like modern songs that have like '80s feels to them. Um, Real human being uh, from the opening that comes out uh, as you know um, something I remember, but. Uh, no, it's, uh, I love the soundtrack, I love the the way it looks, uh, I, as you can imagine, with a movie about a getaway driver, there's a lot of really cool, uh, you know, car chase scenes in here, and when I, when I say that, I mean there's a 
like two. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, it's it's a really cool, well well shot, uh, well directed movie. I'll give him credit for that. Unfortunately, the biggest bummer in this movie is that the story just kind of stinks. You know, we haven't we haven't really seen many of that. Uh, many of those uh, throughout the podcast so far. Just a movie with very little substance to it. Uh, it's just, visually speaking, it looks great, uh, and and it sounds great too. In fact, it was even an Oscar nominee for sound editing. Uh, so, like, it looks cool. It sounds cool. Ryan Gosling looks cool throughout most of the movie. You know, all the car chases are great. But just there, there's nothing going on. It's really fucking boring. Like so, the the story is that like, as I said before, like, uh, you know, the driver meets uh, his neighbor, uh, played by Carrie Mulligan. Her character's name is Irene. Trying to unlock my phone to confirm that. Yep, Irene, and uh, she's got this young son. And after they start hanging out, and you know, he grows a relationship with uh, her and the kid and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's like the one thing that makes him happy. Uh, her husband, played by Oscar Isaac, very early role for Oscar Isaac, uh, who's one of the great actors working today. So kind of kind of cool to see him um, on the up up and up. Uh, and like once like, he gets involved, uh, him and the driver get involved in this robbery, and it goes wrong. And the rest of the money is basically uh, a couple of gangsters trying to chase down the driver to get the money back, even though the driver wants to give the money back. Like, he doesn't want any part of, you know, what he's a part of. But they think he stole it, but he knows he didn't steal it. And he's offering to give the money back to them, but they won't take it. I don't know. It's, it, it's the, the story's kind of dumb. Uh, talking about the rest of the cast, uh, as I said, Carrie Mulligan's in it. Uh, I'll talk about the dynamic between Ryan Gosling and Carrie Mulligan in a sec. Um, Rounding out the cast, you got Brian Cranston, uh, and this was like height of Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston, so uh, kind of cool to see him in a movie like this. Uh, he he's a very entertaining uh, supporting character. He's like uh, he basically he runs a body shop, and he's also the driver's like connection to uh, the crime world, so to speak. You know, he's uh, you know says I got a job for you, blah blah blah. But he also gets some jobs as a stunt driver. Uh, Albert Brooks uh, is in it. He plays a mob boss. Uh, you also got Ron Perlman as his number two uh, from Sons of Anarchy. Christina Hendricks from Mad Men. She's also in it very briefly, and uh, she has quite the gruesome death in the movie. No spoilers. Well, guess it's a spoiler now. Uh, and as I mentioned, Oscar Isaac. Um, so the rest of the cast is cool. I remember when. So Albert Brooks uh, plays a plays a mob boss called Bernie Rose and guy's a total psychopath uh, just one of those you know mob guys who are just over the top violent there's a lot of over the top violence in this movie uh, throughout violence doesn't really bother me so it's like I don't care like some, like some of the scenes you know I think are actually kind of cool it's like oh he's about to fuck him up uh, but even this time it's just like like why are you doing that like it's, that's so extra but um but now, Albert Brooks, uh, so he was nominated for a Golden Globe uh, for his performance, and I remember when the Oscar nominations came out, he got snubbed, well, sn- left off, I don't know about snubbed, uh, and a lot of people were upset about Albert Brooks didn't get nominated for an Oscar for some reason, like, he, they thought he would have won and stuff like that, like, no, <laughs> like, 
his I, I don't know. He's I don't think he's that good in this movie. I also just like I barely know who Albert Brooks is. Like to me, he's always going to be Marlin from Finding Nemo. So it's actually kind of weird to like see him on screen and. Like, looking through his filmography, I think it's the only movie of his that I've, like, seen seen. I've seen parts of Broadcast News, which he was nominated for an Oscar for uh, before. Uh, just going down his movies here, like... So he hasn't been in anything since 2017, and it was called I Love You, Daddy. I missed that one, sorry guys. Uh, Secret Life of Pest, missed, missed it. Finding Dory, fine, but he's still Marlin in that movie. Concussion, missed it. Simpsons, so I guess he's done a bunch of stuff with The Simpsons. He's been there for a while. Um, Most Violent Year, another Oscar Isaac movie, missed it. This is 40. Okay, I have seen that, but I admit I, d I didn't see that he was in it. Uh, I didn't notice that he was in it. Uh, and then, I mean, he honestly hasn't really acted a whole lot, like, since the turn of the century. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know he's a comedian more than anything, but... Um, but no, it's just, I, I don't know, I, I don't really get the hype uh, behind his performance in this movie. So looking at the, uh, like I said, a lot of people were upset about him not uh, getting an Oscar nomination that year. Looking at the crowd this year, oh, oh this class sucks. Uh, Christopher Plummer won for Beginners, a movie I have heard nothing about since. It kind of just seemed like a Lifetime Achievement Award for him. Uh, Max von Sydow, extremely loud and incredibly close. Uh, he actually passed away within the last year, I think, uh, so R.I.P. Uh, but he's probably better known to audiences today as uh, the Three-Eyed Raven from Game of Thrones. Um, although extremely loud and incredibly close. Interesting movie. I actually had to read that book. Uh, like fresh Going into freshman year of college, they sent us all a copy of Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, and they were just like, you have to read this book. Like, it's going to be really important when you get to campus in the fall. And then when we got there, it was like, okay, now you can, like, talk to all your friends. Like, this is how you're going to make friends. You're going to talk to your friends about the book. And I was like, oh, that was dumb. Uh, Nick Nolte and Warrior. That's a great movie. I've only seen it once, but it's a very, very good movie. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, My Week with Marilyn, and Jonah Hill and Moneyball. I don't know, man. Like... So, okay, so I've seen two of those movies... And between Nick Nolte and Jonah Hill, I'd probably give it to Nick Nolte. But... Oh, man. Okay, this was a bad year for the Oscars. Like, looking around uh, the cat... Like, okay, the best uh, picture nominees was The Artist, which won, which... Meh. The Descendants, uh, that George Clooney movie, Alexander Payne, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, uh, Moneyball, Midnight in Paris... War Horse, The Tree of Life, Hugo, and The Help. That's a bunch of shitty movies right there. I would actually, I would, well, my favorite among that crop is probably Moneyball. Um, I would probably say, I know like, the art, obviously the artist was the winner. I know Hugo won a bunch of awards that night. I like The Descendants though. Um, that would have been my pick. Uh, out of this, out of this group, I think this was like the second. Let's see, that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine nominee. Okay, so they could still, it still wasn't that ten nominee thing. Anyway, so I don't know who else I would really put in that, uh, you know, supporting actor category without doing all my research, which I clearly did not do. No, I mean this. What a bad year for movies, man. I'm trying to think of Midnight in Paris now. Let me look that up, because that movie's actually really good. Um, 
No, no one really jumps off the page. Although it is a good movie. Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams, Kathy Bates, Kurt Fuller, uh, Michael Sheen. Uh, who is he? Uh, Corey Stoll. Yeah, yeah, Corey Stoll is actually pretty good in that movie, but I don't think he was worthy of an Oscar nomination. So, I don't know. I gun to my head, I'd give it a Nick Nolte. But I've been talking about I've been talking more about the Oscars than I have about this movie. Like this movie left very little impression on me. I honestly don't even know why I own a copy of it. Uh, as I said, aesthetically very very pleasing. Structurally, not, it's got nothing going on for it. So tell you what, we're gonna get into the did you knows here. Uh, because that's about all the substance I have uh, for you. There's very little to talk about in, in this actual movie. Um, although, okay, so you know what? Just to give one more piece of content, uh, Ron Perlman uh, from Sons of Anarchy, I love that show, uh, but I just didn't finish it. Like, I, I really liked it. I, I watched like five or six seasons of it, and then it was like, it was like the last season or the season before, I got like one, two or three episodes into it, and I just never watched it again. I don't know why. I think I just got sidetracked doing something else, but I just stopped watching it. Maybe I I think I've said that before on the show. I gotta finish Sons of Anarchy. Anyways, let's get to the did you knows. Uh first one. In preparation for his role, Ryan Gosling restored the nineteen seventy three Chevy Malibu that his character uses for the film. That's kinda cool. Uh, I'll give give Ryan cre- uh, Ryan Gosling credit where credit is due. Uh I mean, the car definitely looks and sounds good. Who knows if you know how much that Ryan Gosling actually, excuse me, actually did on that car, but uh, I, you know, it's cool to see actors uh, kind of get hands on like that. Uh, and while I'm at it, actually, why don't I just talk about Ryan Gosling real quick? Uh, I like him as an actor. He doesn't really have too much to do. Okay, oh, that's I'll get. It. Well, hold on, I'll, I'll say it after the next. Did you know? Uh, Ryan Gosling, you know. He's a, he's a very talented actor. Uh, I think he's amazing in La La Land. Uh, that's, in my opinion, uh, one of his best movies. Blade Runner, uh, the uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I thought he was amazing in that. Um, the Nice Guy. I know I've talked about the Nice Guys before with uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Uh, that movie needs a sequel asap. Very very funny movie. Uh, Big Short. He's really good in that one too. Uh, actually, coming down the pipeline, I'm going through his IMDb right now. Coming down the pipeline, we're going to talk about Gangster Squad, and I can't wait to actually talk about it because that movie stinks. Um, okay, so yeah, uh, I, although my favorite Ryan Gosling role, though, remember the Titans. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get be- it doesn't get better than Alan Bosley from Remember the Titans for that guy. Uh, but no, I, I do like Ryan Gosling. I think he's very talented when he's used properly. I think he's uh, an amazing actor. Uh, but he's not always used properly, in my opinion, like he is in this movie. Uh, which leads into the second, did you know? The driver and Irene, played by Carrie Mulligan, actually say very little to each other. Primarily because Ryan Gosling and Carrie Mulligan felt that their scenes should be more focused on the mood and refused to say many of the scripted lines. Mulligan summarized making the film as, quote, staring longingly at Ryan Gosling for hours each day. First off, if you're the writer, the writer's name is uh, Hussein Amidi here, and you, and you see the final cut of this, you must be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> All the dialogue I wrote is out of the movie. Uh, and, like, one of the most annoying parts about the movie is, like, there's just, like, not silence, because there's usually music going on in some way, but, like, the characters are literally just looking at each other. And, like, I see what they're saying, like, oh, like, we gotta, you know, let our faces and bodies, like, you know, express, like, whatever. It's like, no, it's 
It's fucking stupid. Like, either commit to, like, a totally silent character, which the driver isn't, or a completely silent relationship, which they don't have because they talk to each other. But then there's just, like, these, like, very long, weird pauses of, like, them just staring at each other. And Ryan Gosling, like, he, it's a quiet character, but he does have dialogue. And when he does speak, it's, you know, it's, it is a little more impactful, but it's not to the point where it's, like, he has, like, two or three lines in the movie, and those are the only time he talks, so it's, like, that makes the lasting impact. Like, he talks throughout the movie, but he just doesn't say anything. It's so, especially when it comes to Irene, it's just so frustrating, and I don't, I don't know. It's, it's the most annoying part of the movie to me. Like, they don't, they just don't do anything. And, I don't know, not... Not not cool, Nicholas Winding Refn, Red, Ren, 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 Rifnin, I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I don't know. It just, that, that part really irked me. Um, okay, third did you know, uh, despite the driving storyline, director Nicholas Winding Refn does not have any interest in cars. He doesn't hold a driving license, and has actually failed his driving test eight times. How big of a fucking idiot do you have to be to fail your driver's exam eight times? Like, once or twice, like, I'll give it to you. Maybe, and if you're, like, a teenager, like, I'll give you a couple times. But, like, being an adult who can't drive a car is absolutely ridiculous to me. It's so fucking easy. <laughs> I don't know. But maybe, maybe it just makes this whole thing worse, because... If he's not interested in cars and stuff like that, that means that, like, he was more interested in the story and the relationship between the driver and Irene, and all he did was, all they just did was fucking look at each other for 90 minutes. It's so dumb. I don't know. I don't know. But there there are good things about this movie. The uh, I like, uh, the action stuff is great. When, you know, the, uh, the cars, car chases, the, uh, when the driver's kind of, you know, going on his little revenge tour there, and he's fucking up bodies. Uh, all that stuff is great, but there's just so much of the movie that is just on this stupid relationship between two people who don't say anything to each other. Ugh. All right, I feel like this feels good. I feel like I haven't hated on a movie in a while. We've had maybe we've just like had a really good run of movies lately, but I just ugh. I don't know why. Like I watched this one. And I was excited. I don't know about excited to watch it, but I was re- I was looking forward to watching it because I haven't watched it in a long time. And I remember like I've seen this maybe movie maybe like five or six times now. And like the first couple of times I watched it, I liked it. The first time I saw it, I thought it was awesome. Uh, and then just like the more and more you watch it, and, like the more and more you like know how nothing is coming, it just sucks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so. We're going to rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 5 hazmats, as we always do. And uh, I'm going to give it... I don't know when the last time I dipped this low. I'm going to give Drive a 2.5. It gets a lot of love uh, in internet culture, and it's got a 7.8 on IMDb, an Oscar nomination, very well reviewed when it came out. I don't. It, maybe it just didn't age well, like or like once you like see it the first time, then it's just not as entertaining. I don't know. Just This movie doesn't do it for me. Um, but it does look great. It does look great. The action scenes are very cool. Uh, Brian Cranston's character, in my opinion, is the most entertaining character in the movie. Uh, but would have liked to have seen him get some more screen time, but he doesn't. But uh, and I'm not. I don't want to knock Ryan Gosling and Carrie Mulligan for turning in bad performances. They just don't have to do anything. Like oh, well, Ryan Gosling has to drive and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's. Yeah. 
Very, very meh movie. Two and a, two and a half hazmats for me. Yeah, I'm going to cut this one short, guys. We haven't had an episode this short in a long time. So, uh, thank you all for listening. You can follow the show on social media at QuarantinemaPod. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever podcasts are, you name it. Uh, we're there. So, everyone just... Uh, please, just please, please wear a mask. Like, we found the vaccine or something close to it. Uh, testing's gonna start in that soon. So just wear your fucking mask and maybe we'll, maybe, just maybe, we'll be out of this shit show by the end of the year. Uh, but we're gonna keep the podcast going. Next episode, we're talking about Drumline. And I think Nick Cannon said some dumb shit on the internet the other day. So I can't wait to talk about that. Happy Friday, everybody. Remember, don't be a hero. Stay inside and watch a movie.